0: This is Hammond and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com/slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Hello. How's it going, We've had a crazy little time here trying to fix equipment that was broken. We think we got it working, but who knows? If you're hearing this, something good happened. Well,
1: it's not that we got the thing working. We bought a new thing. We bought
0: a new thing. Thank we'll see you, if it Guitar works. Center. <laughs>
1: First, try, we, we went in to get something fixed, and they're like, instead, do you want to buy a thing? And we're like, actually, yes. Sadly,
0: the answer was yes. So Patreon.com
1: anyway. slash Friendly <laughs> Atheist Podcast, please, there God, you go. I have vet bills, I have this bill now. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so we're going to get started because there's so many things after, yeah. like, two weeks of not talking that we want to get to. rock
1: and roll through this. Um,
0: let's get to this thing that involves the Mike Pence rule again because it came up again.
1: So, yeah, so it's originally the Billy Graham rule. It is. And that rule is a man chooses not to be alone with a woman.
0: Right. if Especially if you're a prominent individual right. and a good Christian man. Right. You would never be alone with any other woman who's not your wife. Not because, and this is what they would say, not because you're afraid of what you're going to do because you're right. not a monster. No, no, no. And, but you're kind of afraid of what she might do because she's a hussy. <laughs> and also you're <laughs> more afraid of what the perception's going to be mm-hmm. because everyone's going to be like, oh no, what are you two doing?
1: Yeah, and, which is why I feel like that... Never, It never made sense and it was never right. I get it in like the 50s when women weren't in the workplace as <laughs> Right, why would they be
0: alone with you at all? Right. But now, I mean, here's the problem with the, re- the reason Mike Pence got crap for it is because when you're the vice president and you say, I can't be alone with another woman, yeah. you're basically saying, hey, Nikki Haley was the ambassador to the UN, right. but you can't talk to her privately about foreign policy. And it's not about super great that Nikki
1: Haley is the only woman in that cabinet <laughs> I can think of off the top <laughs> of my head.
0: Right, but it's like, yeah, you're you're cutting off women from speaking to you in a professional right. setting. Okay. And, and
1: that means that that not only is bad for your career, it's, it's hindering women's career because if... Hemant wouldn't hire me because he doesn't want to be in a room alone with me. I could not have this prosperous position as a podcaster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So in Mississippi, because yeah. uh, you know it has to happen in Mississippi, there are three Y'all, men. The American
1: South has to th- get its shit there together. There are three men
0: running for governor uh-huh. uh, on the Republican side. Uh, well, what? Uh, at least, Republicans at in Mississippi? Least- three men who are being considered. Like, there's probably some others that are no-namers who are not going to get it. But three men have the chance to win the GOP primary, and it's Mississippi. If you win the primary, you're winning this election. So, uh, like, the odds-on favorite is the lieutenant governor, Tate Reeves. There's another guy, Bill Waller. Um, And both of them, Mississippi Today, the the media outlet said, hey, we want a reporter to tag along with you for the last month of this primary campaign. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, the reporter's name is what? Adam? Yeah, that's cool. He can follow the two of us. He Uh has split duties. The last guy in the race is a state representative, Robert Foster. And they said, okay, we're going to send a reporter named Larrison, who's a woman. She's going to follow you. Mm-hmm. And by follow, I mean they're going to tag along. They're going to watch you interact with other people. They're going to ask you questions. They're going to
1: report on you. They're
0: going to report they're on gonna you. They're going
1: to do some journalism.
0: Yeah. And Foster's team basically wrote back to the to Mississippi Today and said, uh, no if she's a woman, she cannot follow me because she can't be seen with me. And in fact, here's what his campaign director said. can't be
1: seen with me.
0: Because the pictures that show a woman who is not his wife talking to him may be like, tagged as, oh, who's this like, shameless hussy? hussy? You can say hussy. Yeah. So he said, the manager said, unless you have her accompanied by a male colleague... She cannot follow him around anywhere.
1: So I, what I think is fascinating about this is they are showing their hand so hard. Like, they, they do not consider <coughs> women their peers, right? Women are either a token or or a nuisance or something. You know what I mean? Like, they consider women an other. And that's why... It, they think, oh, if somebody looks at a picture of me and this other journalist, it's not right. me and another professional. It is me and a human woman with boobs and probably a vagina. <laughs> By but the not way, necessarily. not
0: that it matters, but she's a lesbian. Like, it doesn't even <laughs> matter here. But anyway, they well, said the optics are what we're afraid of, <laughs> that a working reporter. A,
1: and listen, she doesn't want your wrinkly dick, my dude. Dude, I
0: know. Um the optics are what we're afraid of, that it might be used in a smear campaign to insinuate an extramarital affair. And here's the thing about that. One do you think she's with you in your hotel room? She's not. What do you think journalism um, is? And two, like how little respect do you have for the people that you're trying to win votes from oh. that you think, Oh, if they see her do talking to they're me, all fucking
1: idiots? they're all
0: going to do this. It's like
1: they show their hands so hard. It's just kind of like what's going on with Epstein this week of just like quick sidebar about Republicans being monsters, um, about like, so Epstein is a, Ped, uh, pedophile and a child child sex, child traf- sex trafficker, allegedly, and he finally got but
0: not really allegedly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but anyway, a lot of people. online he's, he's got ties with Trump. He's got ties with a lot of a lot of like well-to-do men in politics. He's got
0: some ties to some scientists too. Oh, does he he's funded them? Oh, oh yeah. I didn't know
1: that. Yeah. But there's a lot of people on Twitter who are like. Well, Democrats, what happens when if, he gets tie- if he's tied to Bill Clinton? We're like, fuck Bill Clinton. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, I don't give a Get fuck. Ri- like,
0: Dude, we got rid of Al Franken. Yeah, we can like, deal it's, with
1: It <laughs> so shows their hand to be like, well, yeah, it's probably going to be a lot of Republicans that go down. But what if a Democrat does? We're like, suck my dick, Democrat. Get the fuck out of my life. If you're a pedophile, you're not part of my party. Right. Anyway, that was the sidebar. I wanted to make sure so we. So Mississippi
0: is where we were going with sure, this. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and it's telling that they also said, "Well, fine, you can have her follow our campaign, and we'll provide a chaperone." They How didn't even fucking offer embarrassing.
1: that. Embarrassing. <laughs> How fucking dare they? I God, wouldn't... men are such trash. How do you continue to be a man?
0: Republican men. Be specific.
1: Eh. 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 Um, anyway. That's so. Fu- so, and what I think is interesting, I want to just backtrack a little bit, because this is, we, we call it the Mike Pence rule, it's been called the Billy Graham rule in the past, and there is talk of like, oh, this is because of me too, right, like, women are accusing men who almost always are like serial offenders and very infrequently a one-off monster, um, but... It's not like Billy Graham was living in the Me Too movement. This has always been a deep-set paranoia. Yeah. And I don't think men trust themselves.
0: I've heard this from some Christian writers, too, who were like, dude, Billy Graham at the top of his game had like, he was pretty much like a rock star with groupies coming after him after his Uh events. He maybe, you could argue, legitimately had a reason to say, this is going to make my ministry look bad if it's insinuated that way. This guy Foster, he is not Billy Graham. And let's, no one's trying to be alone with this guy. Well,
1: and also <laughs> let's not confuse like fans and supporters and "quote unquote" groupies, however you want to consider that, versus colleagues. Like if so, okay, if you like if a random woman came up to you in a bar and was talking to you, like that is a different situation than then on the you and me trail. sitting in a room together. Like right. if you can't, if you can't parse the difference between like a person being professional and having a professional relationship with a person and like trying to fuck them, like and I'm imagine- not sure what to tell you guys.
0: If you're Foster, by the way, that would be a great story too. If, like, oh my God, my Republican opponents are trying to smear me. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I got a reporter here. She's not on my side. She right. will attest to the fact that right. nothing happened. But I don't. That's I, good for your campaign if someone tried to smear you with a professional doing her job and you're like, No, I respect professionals because I'm a good leader. Like you could totally make this work.
1: Really and truly though, do you think they don't trust women or they don't trust themselves? Like if if we're getting to like the harder part of things. I
0: think they're so convinced that anytime a man is with a woman who's not his wife, Uh because they're growing up in these in the culture, in these circles where like there's only one thing that could happen. There is no such thing as a professional. (sighs) relationship between two people of opposite sexes.
1: Yeah, and in that it point of view exist in like their world. if you're a hammer everything looks like a nail. If you're a misogynist then women are only good for one thing and that's fucking like and so there's clearly <laughs> nothing else they're bringing to the table like a brain or writing skills or yelling into a microphone. Like we have many <laughs> skills. <laughs> All so right, there fuck go. that shit. All
0: right, so here's a different story. This one's actually close to home. Uh, Olivet Physically Nazarene. Physically or emotionally? Bow.
1: Oh, I know somebody who went there. Olivet
0: Nazarene University, Uh-oh. without getting into all the theology, very conservative Christian yeah. school. Uh-huh. Uh, a guy named T.J. Martinson, he just finished his Ph.D. He just got hired uh, a couple months ago to teach this fall At at Olivet Nazarene (laughs) University. He's going to teach English there, Mm -hmm. uh, just outside of Chicago. And by the way, he's like, that's an awesome job, because I graduated from that school, so I know the place. My parents met there. My grandparents met there. This place (laughs) runs through my family. That's adorable. So he's got this job. Uh So of course, again, when you're getting your PhD, even if you get like a stipend, you're not making money or anything. So one of the things he was able to do is he published a novel. And his novel is called The Reign of the Kingfisher. Don't ask me what it's about.
1: Kingfisher like the bird? I
0: don't know. It's a book. It's a <laughs> novel. It's out there. not a, doesn't I, read here's, fiction. I, no. uh, <laughs> it's not a memoir. This is what's important. Not okay. a memoir. Not nonfiction. Okay. This is just stuff he made up because he wanted to tell a story. How that's how writing works. works. Which is good if you're an English teacher. Like, I want you to know how <laughs> writing works.
1: I, so, I have such a bad feeling about this.
0: Yeah. So uh, last week, maybe two weeks ago now, uh, he posted on Facebook that he basically got an email from Olivet Nazarene University saying, we're taking back your job offer. Um, don't worry, we'll pay you for the year, but that you're not working for us and then we're firing you. So that's supposed to be his compromise there. But we're firing you. Why are we firing you? Because you're- Can I guess? Yes.
1: Is there a gay character in his book?
0: Yes, but that's not the only reason.
1: Is there adultery in the book? Is there mm. sexy time in the book? There,
0: it's not okay, like graphic or anything. <laughs> it, it's not like he's writing erotic it's scenes. and the, It's not smut. Um, they said your novel contains profanity and other elements that conflict with the school's religious doctrine. What are the
1: other elements?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what they said. And this is what he said on Facebook. This Uh is what they brought up to him. That portions of his novel demonstrated a lack of Christian morals. There was swearing in the book. There was a lesbian character. (gasps) There was prostitution because one of his characters is a sex worker. He said one of the characters, uh, one of the more puzzling critiques, is that they mentioned a character who, when presented with the option, did not pray but hoped for something to happen. (laughs) And this is all coming from the school.
1: And this is, I'm sorry, you said this was an autobiography of this man's yeah, actual no, life.
0: This is totally a book. Um, by the way, the person who sent him that email had not read the book. So here's the thing.
1: Oh, geez. And he he
0: went through, he picked this apart because he has nothing else to do right now. Jeez. The profanity in the book, here's what he said. Oh, I'm so excited. I had difficulty envisioning a homicide detective looking at a crime scene and saying, gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> What about the sex... The existence <laughs> oh, of the sex worker book. in the book? Uh-huh. A reign of the Kingfisher, is it? The sex worker. Someone please inform the writers of the Bible, or at least take out all references to Rahab and Mary Magdalene. <laughs> what about the lesbian character? Uh-huh. Fictional though she may be, she's based in the reality of a population whose strength and integrity in the face of continued oppression and prejudice amazes and inspires me to be a better person and to be an ally in any way I can be. Oh, he made this clear. What a monster. He made this clear that he is an ally of LGBTQ people. He says they knew this when they hired me. Now it's entirely possible he doesn't think gay people should be married if you're a Christian, or that the government mm-hmm. should recognize it. It's entirely possible he thinks T. If J. you're Martin, gay. Uh, yes. Uh, It's possible that he thinks if you're gay, you should be celibate for life. But he Mm -hmm. said he's an ally to the LGBT community, at least when it comes to civil rights. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Take that as you will. What about the hoping instead of praying guy? Yeah. He said, quote, this particular character is an avowed atheist. To have her pray seemed dot, 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 out of character. (laughs) (laughs) And then he... and then he goes on to say, look, the goal of fiction is not to reveal yourself to a reader, but rather reveal to the reader the world they live hey, in hey, in hey. a way that may never ha- they may have never encountered or thought of before. He's
1: explaining how fiction works to a fucking college uh-huh
0: as an English teacher. <laughs>
1: Yikes! On bikes. Like
0: maybe the problem with his book is that all of these characters did not convert. It's not like Left Behind. It's not like uh, God's Not Dead. If I think what the school's like, well, you can have these characters, but what's the redemption part of this? And he's like, I'm not writing like some Christian novel. Uh I'm writing a novel about real world people that I made up, and I'm trying to depict them accurately. (laughs) Like the real world is R rated.
1: This is and such a good way, story. And by the way, if the
0: problem is like, oh, you depicted this stuff that goes against our values, like there's plenty of rape and genocide and murder in the Bible. Yeah. It is in scripture, it is graphic, it's disturbing. Um, to this guy's credit, because I probably. He does not want to hang out with us. Out with oh, <laughs> He, well, that's
1: rude. I'm very fun. I'm
0: almost positive
1: I'm very fun uh, he parties. does not want
0: to hang out with us. But he did say, <laughs> look, after he posted all this, and he's like, he's bummed out that he doesn't get to teach, and he doesn't get to teach sure. at this school.
1: Yeah, losing a job sucks. But he
0: did say, like, don't take this out on them, probably because he's like, look, I know how this school works. Like, this is a couple people who are not oh smart about God. this. Don't take it out on the students. Don't de- don't send her nasty emails. Mm-hmm. But he did say, like, look, if you want to support me or something, buy the book if you want, or donate to the Trevor Project, which supports What's LGBTQ it? people. Oh, good for like, him. Like, good for him. But, yeah, so that's why this guy doesn't have a job now, because he wrote a book with unchristian characters.
1: That is buck wild. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, 15 bucks on Amazon. Let's take it easy, guy. <laughs> So, meanwhile,
0: meanwhile, in Virginia, there is a state senator, Amanda Chase. Mm -hmm. Uh, She wants people to know that she knows exactly who to blame when women are sexually assaulted.
1: Oh, I bet it's the men who perpetrated the assault. It is
0: not. Uh, Try again. Try again. (laughs) I can't
1: believe it. It can't be the woman. She can't be blaming the victim, could she?
0: Oh, she's blaming the victim. Who is this bitch? uh, Amanda (laughs) Chase. She said on Facebook, it's those who are naive and unprepared that end up raped. Sorry, but I'm not going to be a statistic. Basically saying, hey, women, if you're not carrying a gun, then you kind of deserve it. That's, that's her message. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um. Fuck this cunt. <laughs> I have many things to say about it, not the least of which is most rape doesn't happen that way. Most rape isn't in a dark alley, and if you had a gun, you could... It it is. Right,
0: having a weapon does not deter rape. Sexual assault is more often than not committed by someone you know, Mm -hmm. so you wouldn't need a gun around them, Mm -hmm. per se. Um, And this idea that, yeah, again, it's the woman's fault, and not the perpetrator's (laughs) fault is just shit crazy she had a chance to correct herself reporters were like what the hell are you talking about (laughs) and she doubled down she doubled down of course my reply was why i and tens of thousands carry in virginia to avert possible bad situations blah 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 second amendment second amendment honestly
1: like that's really what it always comes down to is when when people talk about like capital r rape that's what they always think is like some guy pulls you into an alley and like has his way with you and like leaves you to die or whatever and that's not to say those things don't happen and that those aren't Scary and an issue, and there are serial rapists, all of those things are true, but realistically it's that 's not the scenario you 're going to find yourself raped in like my, my own sexual assault the sexual assault of most of my friends came at the hands of somebody I knew and trusted and and did not take no for an answer or didn't understand what no meant or whatever. Like, that is what it looks like. And that's what, that's what we need to do. And that's why when we say so, so-and-so so is a rapist, and but they don't seem like a rapist. A rapist doesn't mean anything. A rapist isn't there's like... There's no type. There's no type. It's not some, like, scraggly guy who, like, lurks in shadows and wears the trench coat and flashes people. Like, that's not who it is. It is your friend. It is your cousin. It is your sibling. Like that's who it is and we can't ever forget that because when we say a rapist means X we erase what most women experience in sexual assault and that's not okay and it's not a reflection of what's going on in the actual world
0: she calls herself a champion of women oh
1: suck my dick champion
0: for women yeah uh, by the way, her uh, opponent, her Democratic opponent, Do you
1: think it was unfeminist to tell her to suck my dick.
0: Um, yes. Okay. Her opponent is Amanda Pohl. Amanda, who's a Democrat, responded, "Our legislature, our legislators, should be making decisions based on evidence, not their emotional preferences. In environments where mm. stalking, domestic violence, or the threat of sexual assault exists, the evidence tells us that the presence of a gun, blah blah blah, makes it five times more likely that yep. the victim will be killed."
1: Oh, I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, if you are with a partner and there is domestic violence, having a gun in the house ups the chances of somebody getting fucking killed. And so the the number of people who fend off intruders pales to the number of people who accidentally kill a a partner or kill a partner in an an escalated fight that didn't have to go that way. Like, guns are not... Fucking protecting you, I like. As, f- as come at me. I don't give a fuck.
0: The the school in Florida, the the school shooting there. There yeah. wasn't. There was a cop there. It and didn't he, help. Yeah, it's. You know what I mean. And, like and there's Pulse sto- nightclub there's had a time
1: and time again stories of like the quote unquote good guy with a gun who fucking ends up getting killed himself or like escalates a situation. Of um, a friend of mine, her coworker died because he was walking through the park with his girlfriend, got mugged, was carrying. And instead of doing whatever, calling the cops or giving him what he wanted or running away or whatever, he pulled out his gun, escalated the situation, then he fucking died. Fuck guns. You know what? At me. Come at me about guns. I'm feeling angry. I've had a really shitty week and guns are gonna take the brunt of it. There you go. And fucking whoever that guy is in Mississippi. Done. And this cunt. <laughs> God damn it. I hope nobody listens to this. It's a
0: good thing this podcast is marked explicit. <laughs> Uh Florida, we have to talk about Florida. That there is Florida, a principal. What are you guys doing? There was Florida. there's a principal named William Latson who works at Spanish River Community High School in Boca Raton, and a parent, uh, this happened it's last Boca, year. Where is
1: Boca Raton.
0: It's a city with old people. Uh, someone <laughs> emailed actually, a parent Emailed him last year. And said, hey, I just want to know, like, what do you teach kids about the Holocaust? Because you have so much denial coming. I, I'm assuming. I'm just talking about it. Yeah, I'm curious about like, what there's that There's a lot of deniers, right? There's a lot of deniers out there. How do you all teach the Holocaust to kids at this high school? And Can I read the quote? Yeah. And this <laughs> is uh, the reporter issued a public records request and yeah. got these emails. And what did he say in response to the... Parents, quote,
1: I can't say the Holocaust is a factual historical event because I am not in a position to do so as a school district employee. Not everyone believes the Holocaust happened. You have your thoughts, but we are a public school and not all of our parents have the same beliefs. As, what,
0: as if educators what? have to be <laughs> neutral on the Holocaust Unfaxed. existence? Yeah. Again, this is bad enough when it happens with climate change or evolution. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to be neutral so I can't say what actually happened. Quick sidebar. But the
1: Holocaust. Did you learn, obviously you learned about evolution in high school, right? I did. Did they give any caveats?
0: No. I had good science teachers. I, But I will say this. I I learned it, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't feel like I understood it. No, no, no. And no. I didn't understand it until I started reading it for myself, and mm-hmm. that was after college. Like I learned it though. I never had any issues.
1: I've learned more about about science post college than yeah. I did, which isn't a, isn't a failing of anybody besides right. like my ability to pay attention. And
0: I feel like I've I maybe said this on the podcast too. Like I was, I think my first time where I. Under, I felt like I understood evolution mm-hmm. at least more than I did in the past. Uh, was reading Richard Dawkins' The Ancestor's Tale.
1: Oh, I was going to say the greatest show on Earth was my like kind of yeah. into it.
0: Yeah, The uh, Ancestor's Tale was awesome. Like it was a huge book, so I'm like, all right, who is this Dawkins guy? Never, I, I've heard of him, but I never read. <laughs> That's any, your first. Yeah, Dawkins? that was my first one, and I'm huh. like, holy shit, this is a really awesome book. Yeah. Um like I, I really want to read it again and I haven't but um I want to read that book the god was delusion amazing.
1: um cuz when I was in high school I took uh, um AP bio sophomore year of high school and I remember we you know you go through all whatever but we got to um evolution and I remember my teacher Ms. Darrow said something about like you know we're teaching evolution I understand not everybody's like beliefs include evolution, I am teaching you the science. And at that time, do you know, I didn't realize people actually didn't believe in evolution until yeah. I was a junior or a senior in college. <laughs> I didn't know, because everybody around me was like, that's if they what, didn't... That's be- what happens
0: when you go to a good school, right? right? Like, yeah. oh, this is a we got very lucky that we yes. didn't have to deal with the bullshit that we see in other places. Yeah. But again, this dude in Florida yeah, is like the is Holocaust. Whole, yeah, I got to be neutral about it. I really
1: hard. <laughs> now there's different opinions about whether 6 million Jews died. By the
0: way, <laughs> the, the parent was like, maybe you misunderstood my question. Maybe you didn't understand. Like, I'll give you another chance. Cause like you did not just play. Which is my favorite thing of like, I'm going to give you the
1: opportunity to like, walk this back. I don't think you meant to say what you said. And then
0: he said the exact same thing. And this was a year ago. Like this parent in question who has been anonymous, I think, for the most part, has been trying to raise awareness of this for a while. And it was only now that it became news and since Such that time, since story. the story happened like a week and a half ago, now he has lost his job. The school district has said he will be stripped of his position as principal, but they're not firing him. No. They are moving him to somewhere else right. in the district, maybe behind a desk, maybe somewhere else where he's not in charge of kids' education right? because he's become a major distraction, unquote.
1: This is my which my fine, favorite. Like,
0: he, by the way, he did apologize in the sense he's like, <sighs> He said all the right things now. Yeah, 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 He's like, "I this is not a thing to be neutral about. Like, of course it happened. Like, he's saying all the right things now. But, again, if you're the school district, like, it shouldn't have taken all of this to right. make him say that.
1: Um, I pulled my information from a WGN, which is a local Chicago news station. And this is my favorite, like, kind of passive-aggressive um, sentence. Um Latson traveled to Washington to visit the U.S. Holocaust Museum and learn more about the mass genocide perpetrated by the Nazi regime that took the lives of six million Jews in Europe. Like, in case we were all forgetting what was going on there. Oh, Oh my God. Um,
0: And I don't even know if, like, you blame this guy for the stupid thing he said. Right. But you wonder, I wonder, how much of this is. The fact that he thought the Holocaust's like existence, the fact that it happened, has become a political like hot potato. I mean, that
1: is kind of how things are going. The more like the further we get into this like weird fake news era of our of our country and the world, he, he wasn't is, denying it. He no, was he wasn't. He's was saying, of saying, saying some people don't believe it. I, <laughs> right. I, like, I feel like if somebody said like, "Hey, how are you teaching like uh, geology?" like well, the round Earth <laughs> is controversial at this time, and that doesn't necessarily right. he doesn't mean he doesn't believe in in the round Earth, but he's, he's so trying afraid. to placate all sides, yeah. including the crazy
0: side. Which
1: they don't need placation; like right. they need to be. Sh- 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 they just need to. Sh- By the way, sh- sh-
0: I don't have this in front of me, but uh, one of the right wing mega people today oh, literally said, uh "It doesn't." I'm paraphrasing. This is Brendan Dilly, who's one of those million right-wing mega trumpist people he's like it doesn't have to be true it just has to go viral which is a perfect yeah. explanation of all the right-wing trump people did
1: you see somebody interviewed at the 4th of July parade in yeah. Washington DC a reporter interviewed this like woman in a maga hat uh-huh and it was i mean it was watching it was like a dissociated state it was her saying like the reporter was like so You know, Trump said this, that I could be shot, uh, you know, I could shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue and I wouldn't lose any supporters. And the woman was like, fake news. And (laughs) like literally just kept saying fake news. And the reporter's like, I have video I can shape. No, it's fake news. And it's this, I think that's what like terrifies me the most is what, I don't know what to say to that woman. I'm so... I'm like, one of the reasons I'm afraid of kids is I don't know how to logic with them because uh-huh. if somebody doesn't respond to logic, like, I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> I've gotten a
0: lot of emails, some because of the podcast, more because of my website, where they're like, you talk a lot about politics and not really about atheism. And I even the stories we've had up to this point are mostly <sighs> sure. uh, politics. And what I wrote back to a couple of people this week alone is I'm like, look, I care about reason. I care about Logical thinking, critical thinking. And at one point, maybe it was true that religion was where I thought that all hit the fan and no one cared about it. Right. I would argue I'm not really scared of religion as Mm -hmm. much now because the, the whole conservative ecosystem is way more of a logic suck. Yeah. than everything else. And that's where you need to focus people's critical thinking. Right. Like, look what they're doing. Look what's actually happening. Well, like, why aren't these two things going together? I would
1: argue the existence of Christianity has never necessarily... Like, it's been a thing I've always kind of been uncomfortable with. Like, whenever I go to church, I'm like, ugh, this feels not good for me. But that doesn't mean I think anybody's a bad person. I think where the rubber hits the road when it comes to religion is when it expands and impacts beyond its own scope. Because, like, looking right. at Who's my stories, causing more
0: damage in right. the country... It's not Christians as a whole, yeah, because there are plenty it's, of progressive it's Christians people who too. Are, oh. Ignore me.
1: <laughs> heaven almost spilled his drink. That's a two dollar IKEA wine glass. He almost broke. It's um, no, I, I think it's people that that don't use logic, and it's the that's the same way you come to a conclusion that there is a God because you're credulous, right? Like you hear a story and it rings true to you with that. And listen, that's fine. Like if you want to believe that, like. Jesus is watching over you or this quartz is going to give you healing power. It's like, I don't actually care if that's your jam, but looking through what I'm going to talk about today, immunization, that's been harmed by pseudoscience, which is a part of skepticism. And that's not
0: just religion.
1: Holocaust denial. That's people denying facts. Um, We're going to talk about somebody from trading spouses on TLC. Um, (laughs) Just studies about abortion. um, Right. Like, there's homophobia. a lot of the, All the all illogical
0: the thinking, all the stuff that is separate from reality. Yeah. It, I used to think, and maybe it was the case at one point, that it all came to a head with religion. And now, no, it's all in politics and it's all on, yeah, mostly and on one side. I'm very, so I, that's where my focus
1: is. Yeah. I was, uh, I actually was talking. God, are you ready for the whitest shit of all time? I'm I was listening. talking in the dog, I was at the dog park uh-huh. with my rescue dog uh-huh. and talking to some randos. <laughs> Um, were
0: you drinking craft beer?
1: I was not. It was like 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> even I'm better than that. Um, but we were talking about like monetizing the internet. Like how do YouTube stars make money? Yeah. And I was explaining Patreon. So I was like, oh, so we've got, you know, I have this podcast because I'm really chill and like just say I have podcasts sometimes to strangers. God,
0: even I don't do
1: that. Oh, I'm the fucking worst. <laughs> this is the only good thing I have in my life besides my dog. Um but, it, so they're like, oh, what's your podcast? And I was like, well, it's called The Friendly Atheist, but really what it is is talking about issues that deal with, like, LGBTQ issues and feminism and things like that. Because to me, that's the ripple effect of, right. like, a patriarchal religious core, and then it just ripples out from You there. wouldn't have
0: these things happening if not for that fundamentalist core.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I I think I think that religion is more the symptom and not the disease. I think the right. disease is more, you know like, misogyny and homophobia. I think that's all bigger, and it's just cloaked in this 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 hood of religion, if you will. I'm not implying that all religious people are in the KKK. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Can I talk about a really funny story? Yeah. Okay, Hemant, 2005, where yes. were you?
0: I was... I, I don't know where I was yesterday.
1: <laughs> okay, fucking fine. So, 2005, I was in college. I was at Ball State University, and we used to watch... A lot of reality television. It was like the reality TV like primordial soup that we saw, everything Uh that we have now. TLC had a show called Trading Spouses.
0: Which is exactly what you think it is. Yeah,
1: it's literally, it's usually the wives, but I think sometimes there's husbands, that's why they called it. And it was a pun on their own show, which was Trading Spaces, which is a pun on Trading Places. So it's a third degree pun. (laughs) Um.
0: We ran out of reality show ideas very quickly. <laughs> this
1: was like 15 <laughs> years ago. Um, so I remember watching this particular show, or at least clips of it. And this was before like things went quote-unquote viral. Right. But there was this woman, her name was Marguerite Perrin, which I defo didn't know at the time.
0: If you search God...
1: God Warrior. God
0: Warrior Trading Spouses on YouTube. Did You'll it, find this clip. Go did, watch that now before oh, you listen to this. It,
1: it, I rewatched it today yeah. to be like, okay, here's how I remember it. There's no way it's that crazy. Guess what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hella
1: it is. So she, uh, essentially, they take two families that are different and then they trade one of the parents, usually, usually the mother. And so this was a very devout, seems to be Southern, Christian, with a capital C, home. And then they traded with what i can convene is like a kind of pagany new agey y kind of family so
0: they got the christian wife
1: they got the christian wife and then, and then this like new agey like i imagine she wears long flowy garments comes to this christian family who the christian family seems extremely nice and chill and so the mom comes home and is like yeah she was nice or chill or whatever this woman goes ham on her family, like literally screaming about how they, what'd she call them? Um She called them dark-sided. She kept saying they're so dark-sided and starts screaming at the camera crew. She tears up the check she got because it's dark-sided money. She said, uh, <laughs> she said they gave me, quote, tarot cards and astrology and witch books, which, and I guess they did like a solstice celebration. Uh-huh. And she like, was furious that this woman, this non-Christian woman, came into her family's house, and they didn't even question And the part I remember so, so, like, earnestly is her screaming at her family because they didn't pray for her. And their family was like, I prayed for you every day. She's like, I couldn't hear you. You came into my mind sometime. But, like, they weren't praying hard enough. It is wild. It is, like, great, great, great television. Anyway, it's something I've always, like, had in the back of my mind of, like, this... Because
0: she's insane, and she was, like, a comical, like, a she's stereotype. a cartoonish version she, yes. of an evangelical Christian.
1: Anyway, apparently this year, I don't know her whole, jam- I couldn't find much about her, but she was at, like, the New York City Pride Parade and is now, like, an LGBTQ ally.
0: There's hope.
1: So I don't know what the fuck happened in the last 15 years, but I would read a book about it. <laughs> anyway, it's, look at that clip, and then it's just a nice ending to a story of somebody, like, no pun intended, sees the light.
0: If the <laughs> viral crazy Christian lady can do it, there's hope for everyone. Yeah,
1: there's there's hope for your weird aunt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we have to talk about something atheism related. Mm. There's a couple of these. Okay, so in this happened over the 4th of July weekend, so we didn't get to talk about it. Uh, the Metroplex Atheists in Fort Worth, they have this thing, they have an event coming up that is basically a campaign to say, let's change the motto to E Pluribus Unum instead of In God We Trust.
1: In Texas and Fort Worth or in the United States? Uh,
0: I th- I mean, technically in the United States.
1: Which I, I don't, would argue is... I would
0: argue I don't know they're going to get any traction, but okay, fine, raise the issue. Yeah, Good for oh, it's you. a great issue. Okay, how are they raising the issue? They paid for and put up banners in the city following the city's rules, which the cities will say, you pay us this much money, oh, you have to have these okay, banners. Yeah. The banners say in No God We Trust with No Highlighted, and you have these banners everywhere. And their whole point so is. So, the
1: banners are, if you've ever been to like a medium sized town, they're on lampposts and right. they're like tall and thin That's along right. this. Like in my area, they have like spring banners and like there whatever you. upcoming thing. So, it's not like across town hall That's or something exactly like that. It's right. just along streets. And
0: if you walk along streets, you're like, oh, there's two signs right there on right. one lamppost. And you walk to the next lamppost, like, oh, there's another two. I think they put up 60 of these around oh. the city. Again, following the city's rules, they went through the process, they got approval. Basically, their argument, I would say, is if you're looking at that banner in No God We Trust, and you're like, what? How dare they? Mm -hmm. Their argument is, yeah, you don't like it? Well, this is what we have to deal with when we hear you say the motto, and it's a bad motto for that reason, so we should change it. That's their argument. And it's mostly, it includes a URL at the bottom, so you can learn more about this event and the campaign they have going on. All well and good. Fine. The ma- first of all, the city says they got more than 100 complaints <laughs> about the signs.
1: It isn't that many complaints. Eh.
0: The mayor in Fort
1: Worth, it's a big city. It's it's a big city in
0: Texas though and even big cities in Texas are like islands of blue.
1: Yeah, that's so true. So it's still that's surprising,
0: but the mayor of Fort Worth was like, "I was appalled when I saw the banners blah blah blah." Like you're the and she's like, "Well, they it is legal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're allowed to ha- but fight I me am appalled.
0: <laughs> like all right, thanks for that rousing support. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tolerating us. Yeah. But okay, they put up these banners, good for them. Uh they put up 66 within about a day and a half of them putting up those banners. They were already vandalized. How People many? were cutting them up. At least four, probably more they actually had some replacement banners too that they replaced these with, but like the it already started. Like the uh-huh. vandalism already started, and people were not only vandalizing it; they were like taking pictures of themselves vandalizing it, <laughs> putting up photos of them Guys, vandalizing be subtle it.
1: For fucking once, dude. Put on a mask.
0: Like they are like I'm so untouchable as a Christian yeah. by doing this that I'm gonna do it publicly. Um, one spokesperson for the group even said like at the rate they're going, streetlights will start becoming bare at this point because they're going to rip so many of these signs down. You
1: said a spokesperson from... From
0: for the atheist groups. Oh, okay. Like, I thought it was like, like
1: whoever's he... heading up the vandalism no, crew.
0: But they're doing... I saw another one. Someone sent me a thing. They're like, I think this pastor is spitting on one of the banners. And I looked at it, and I think he was trying to do a joke where he does a spit take in front of the banner, but it looks like he's spitting on the banner. I don't know. But The overreaction to these banners. not even a good banners, joke. It wasn't a funny video. The overreactions <laughs> are just unbelievable, but good for them. Like it's been a yeah. long time since we've seen an atheist advertisement get any sort of yeah, traction in the media. Back
1: in the, like back when I was writing for the blog, that was like every other article oh, It was yeah. like this there billboard been, like, two was vandalized. There was a
0: thing anywhere. And yeah. while we're at it, same story, different details. Mm-hmm. Also in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Come on, the Florida. the Satanic Temple has a chapter in West Florida, and. We've talked about this before. There is a giant cross in Bayview Park that is going back to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Like, they want to keep this giant cross up. And the atheists are like, no, take it down. This is like a newer cross. It's totally Christian. You can't even call it a war memorial. So it's not like the other one that was legal. So whatever. The Satanists are like, we want to adopt that park. Put our sign up there Like that says Adopt-A-Park. It's adopted by the Satanists. And they were like, this is going to be hilarious.
1: And then they would have to pay for the upkeep of the cross. Not pay for it.
0: They would just clean the area in the park. That's what what a lot
1: of cities do, right? Adopt a highway. Adopt a
0: highway. Adopt a park. We'll put a sign up that says your name on it. In exchange, you do X amount of cleanups every year. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Then the city said Bayview Park is off limits to everybody, not just you. And they're like, well, all right. That's a, a weird lo-
1: coincidence, though, As that the Satanists that. tried to adopt it. And isn't they didn't that like interesting?
0: That. So, according to the Satanists, they got a different park nearby. So, it's actually <laughs> oh, called, it's called Optimist Park. Cute name. All right. So, they adopted that. They said, we had already done one cleanup. And the city says, we'll have a sign up within eight weeks of you signing uh, sure. the contract or whatever. And like literally the the end of the eighth week, they got their sign. We (laughs) got a picture of it. Great. So they have a sign at the poster within a day of that going up. Guess what happened?
1: I couldn't imagine.
0: No, of course not. There was graffiti everywhere. There was graffiti on the sign. There was graffiti on the rail posts, like on a fence nearby.
1: Graffiti feels unchristian and I'm not sure why. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so we don't know who did it. I don't know if it's a Christian or if it's someone pretending to be a Christian. But the, here's oh, what it said. Oh, that's a little conspiracy theory It is for a me. little conspiracy theory. But it said, the, the spray paint said Jesus. <laughs> it said, Jesus, God will crush your hidden temple. It said, county owes answers.
1: They're hidden? T- oh, my God. I don't
0: even know what the... Like
1: legends of the hidden temple? I'm,
0: yeah, like Are old Are they doing like a Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon throwback? Of, yeah. yeah, so here's the thing. Adding insult to all of that. The Satanists are like, well, should we get to work cleaning up the graffiti that we didn't even cause? But there you go. The mayor of Pensacola then says, you guys should not have gotten this park either. Oh,
1: Pensacola, do fucking better.
0: (laughs) Basically, he said, I know the city said you could have it, but it's really, that's supposed to be our job to clean up because it's maybe too big for the program. I mean,
1: I would say graffiti is not just like a take a script brush to it that's probably a little more maybe so the
0: satanists are like oh isn't that interesting that this is the second park we wanted that you said no to
1: oh well fuck. so so i'm sorry i i might have the mayor
0: said you you weren't supposed to have this park he didn't say the graffiti's bad he didn't say anything about that he's just like the satanists are like oh no our park was graffitied and the mayor's response is like that ain't your park <laughs> oh God. Uh, so they're like, first of all, who's cleaning this up? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that yet. They were ready to clean it up, but I think the city is gonna do it. But the mayor, Grover Robinson, said this should never have been I'm on the sorry. list of parks. His name is Grover name Robinson. Is Gro- whatever, my name is Hammond. I can't
1: make fun of people's yeah, names. That's fair.
0: Um so they're the Satanists are now <laughs> hoping for a different park. Fine. Um they do hope that no one else is gonna get that park, because that would be a dick move. And if the city has to clean it up, they'll clean it up. But it's again, it's just telling that if this is as it seems, the Satanists signed up to clean a park, the Christians vandalized a park in mm-hmm. response, and the mayor was like, Satanists, you, why are you here?
1: This is on like, you. Come on. It's victim blaming all over again. <laughs>
0: it really is. Can
1: I give you a happy story?
0: Okay. It's
1: not happy. It's just positive. Hey, Australia. What you did guys, Australia do? You guys are doing good. Um so Australia has broken a new record for um for the number of fully immunized five-year-old kids. Whoa. Which is really great news. It's at ninety-four point seven eight, which is crazy high. And they also said that's for the March quarter, and I'm not sure if that's Q one or Q two. I don't think that's important to what First we're doing. First quarter, here. probably,
0: but yeah, yeah. And so Dean like in
1: March, yeah, yeah. So
0: beginning of the year, they have ninety-five percent vaccination rates. That's awesome. Um, so the, like that's what you need for herd immunity, right? To work. Exactly.
1: So the um, the world vaccination rate is about eighty-five percent. So they're destroying mm-hmm. that. Um, health Minister Greg Hunt said the latest figures show that the vast majority of, of parents are hearing the message about the benefits of vaccinations, and I'm delighted that our public health campaigns and our immunisation um, programs are protecting all Australians. So that's really good. good on them. Sh- big shout out to Victoria and Tasmania. You guys are doing especially well, and also the Indigenous population is at 96.66 percent. So like about 2 percentage points higher than the general population. Nice. So like
0: meanwhile, good there on is you. in New York state where they just passed a law getting rid of relig- religious exemptions mm-hmm. to vaccinations. There is now a lawsuit filed by one of the conspiracy theorists Robert Kennedy who's like we're representing all these religious people who say it's their sincere belief not to get vaccinated. Yeah,
1: you know in the Bible when they talk about vaccinations, uh it's my favorite chapter. It's Deuteronomy 4 <laughs> 4- Seven. Deuteronomy is definitely I a book, know, and I only know I, that because of the musical cats. Um.
0: <laughs> I'm going to jump to this one really quick because okay. it's uh, also insane. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before. A new survey from YouGov says that 67% of Republicans believe flag burners should lose their citizenship. Whoa! <laughs> 67%. What? Yeah. The First Amendment, they just totally skipped. Yeah, you should not be allowed to be a U.S. citizen if you burn the flag, even though that is literally protected by the First Amendment. I moved so
1: far from this mic because I screamed so loud. Lose their citizenship.
0: stripped of their citizenship.
1: Holy Christ. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, this what comes after fuck, this guys? comes after a Republican senator said we should pass a constitutional amendment to ban flag burning, which violates the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. And Trump said that's a good idea, which violates the First Amendment. This survey is like, no Republicans just don't care about the First Amendment if you're doing something they don't like. By the way, not that Democrats get off scot free here,
1: lose their citizenship, lose the, you
0: be deported somewhere to your real country. I don't know.
1: Where would I go if I lost my American citizenship?
0: Uh, Twenty-three in
1: me that shit. I don't know. Honestly, I'd probably move to Scotland. I think I have Irish roots, but Scotland's dope as fuck.
0: That's the whitest thing you said in the podcast. Twenty-four <laughs> percent of Democrats said the exact same thing.
1: Twenty-four <laughs> yeah. percent of Democrats.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Y'all. Do you not watch the news? <laughs> Black people are getting shot by cops, we're putting Mexican kids in cages and you're worried about burning a piece of cloth? Can we talk for a second because your priorities are fucked up.
0: They're not Mexican. They're not all Mexican. No, you're Some right. Central they're American. they're Central American. That's the new whitest just... thing you said.
1: Okay, listen. I was ranting. To your, I'm not res- back
0: to your point that this is like the Republicans as a majority here. They care more about symbols of patriotism than, like, actual love of the country. This is what they always do. It's the same thing with the pledge. It's the same thing with the Star-Spangled Banner. It's why they hate Colin Kaepernick. It's like they care more about symbols that show you love America than actually trying to make America better. Oh, that's the
1: thing I always think about. Or pointing out its flaws or whatever. When people complain about Kaepernick, let's use that, of, of taking a knee, is, like, what veterans go through in this country is abhorrent, And if you really care about veterans, like, you should maybe want to get them better health care and be less concerned about whether, like, a 900-square-foot flag is being flown properly at a football game.
0: And by the way, on Fox, this is on July 4th weekend, on Fox News, the uh, host Julie Banderas said on a show called Outnumbered, just randomly, and she didn't get any pushback for this, blah, blah, blah. It's a crime to burn the American flag. It's
1: Helenat Julie. Yeah. Julie was it that it? It is him?
0: not. And by the way, later that day, someone must have told her, because she said later on, on a different show, mind you, uh, it's not technically illegal to burn a flag due to free speech and the Constitution.
1: She How inconvenient She for didn't you, need Julie. the word technically. Yeah, no, no, no. Words have meanings, and we just need to, like, acknowledge them. That's the
0: form of an apology that we're going to get.
1: Technically. Technically.
0: Yeah. I got one last one for you. Okay. Uh, In the UK, this is good news coming out of the UK, where they also don't have a lot. Um, The British Social Attitudes Report. It comes out every year. It's a big survey with a lot of data. It's
1: annual, you said? Yes. If
0: you like... If you're a data nerd, you love this survey because it's like just, they have you so much data. Are? Yes. So they just put out information about religious identity. Okay. And Christian affiliation is lower now than ever before. More than half of people say they have no religious affiliation at all.
1: More than half? More than half. I'd be curious, do you have numbers for people who use the A-word, who say I'm an atheist? Uh, I
0: don't have the A-word. I have no religion. And no religion okay. has gone from about 30,
1: 32%. To more than half?
0: To more than, to 52% now. Wow. In, yeah. in a year? Uh, it's from 1983. Oh. For Christians. Okay, okay. It okay, has okay. gone from 66% Christians mm-hmm. in 1983 to 38% now. That is lower today wow. than ever. Like... I mean,
1: that isn't surprising, but it's interesting. It's not surprising,
0: but why is it happening? Because older people are dying. They're being <laughs> replaced by younger, unaffiliated people. All right. People are less religious than their parents. And this is what I found interesting... We're now at the point where you're having second, third generation non-religious. So your sure. parents are not raising you in religion. So you have even less of a reason to, to yeah. follow What that. would
1: you say, what, baby boomers were the last, like, capital R, religious generation? Without getting Gen into X, the generation names, because then...
0: I don't know the answer. Like, our age, mid-30s-ish, yeah. like, our parents are probably religious, and they raised us in religion. But, but those we're of having us kids. who are having kids... There's more of us raising our kids without religion, I mean, which means our kids are like. You think they're gonna voluntarily right. I mean, choose to believe? It's not the not the it nonsense? never happens,
1: but it's very infrequent. I mean, yeah. I I have two lapsed par- lapsed Catholic parents, and they're baby boomers, both of them. So right. like, yeah, it's like religion kind of how... makes
0: sense when it's passed down generation after generation. It's like, well, that's a weird story, but like when you grow up with it, fine. I mean, that's, but who's like. Well, I didn't believe in Catholicism, but now I believe this cracker is Jesus, literally. You don't, like, voluntarily choose that when it's you're a wafer 30. a and how dare you. Who chooses that myth when you're in your Listen, 30s or something? Listen, if I got to
1: drink wine at 10 a.m. on a Sunday, like... You can do that without religion. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Thank you, boxed wine.
0: Oh, I lied. I'm sorry. Oh. I do have one more that is ridiculous. <sighs> I'm sorry. This will be fast. No, it's fine. There is... In the Catholic Church, if you want to become a saint or you want to become whatever it is, You have to have a miracle attributed to. If you.
1: I want to become a, if, if you Jessica want Bloomkey yes. wants to become a saint,
0: yeah. So if you want to become Saint Teresa or whatever it is, Saint Jessica, yeah. You have to have a couple of miracles,
1: okay. on, One, your name, on your name, on your resume. Best dog ever?
0: No, doesn't count. Has to be supernatural.
1: Two. So, this podcast is successful. No, that's supernatural. No. You can't convince me otherwise. Well played.
0: So there's this guy, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. He died in 1979. Okay. He was actually a big deal in the 50s. Like he was on TV a lot. Mm -hmm. People knew him. He was kind of your gateway into the Catholic church. If you weren't one. Okay. So he was well known at the time, like very charismatic TV presence. Mm -hmm. Okay. He died in 79. It's been more than 40 years, roughly now.
1: About 40 years.
0: And now Pope Francis this week declared him fit for beatification, which is on the the road, beatification on the road to becoming a saint, Mm -hmm. but you need a miracle. Attributed to you, and that means Pope Francis literally said, "Oh, here's the incident report of the miracle that he caused. Yup, it had to be a miracle. I'll sign off on it. What was it? Here's the miracle. I'm dying. There is a woman named Bonnie Engstrom. She's a Catholic mother of eight. She had a son. That's a
1: miracle. She had a
0: son about a decade ago. Literally, a decade ago, like late 2000, uh-huh. whatever." Her son was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck. Devastating situation. Sure. He was not breathing for like an hour. They thought he was dead. Like they thought he was going to die right after Mm -hmm. he was born. Then the doctors found his heart beating, and like he survived. And today he's whatever nine years old, ten years old. He's still there's no lasting damage from that umbilical cord incident. And the parents say well, we prayed to Archbishop Fulton Sheen to intervene on our son's behalf at the time, and now he's fine. That's it. That's the whole story. He was already dead for about 30 years at this point, but Pope Francis said, well, he heard that story. He's like, Yup, no other explanation. Had to have been th- that guy he's on the road to becoming a saint now because there's no other explanation other than supernatural whatever. whatever.
1: Religion is wild. Uh, (laughs) That's so bonkers.
0: Yep. There's actually a book written by the family. It's coming out this September called 61 Minutes to a Miracle. (sighs) Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> that's yep.
1: weird, because I actually... My mom's uh, identical twin sister died that way in 1955. Do you think my grandmother did not pray hard enough? That
0: is exactly why it happened.
1: Oh, yep. that's uh, that's too bad. Yeah. I should... My, my nanny lives over in a, a nursing home in Downers Grove. I'll go tell her that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool as usual, so. Christians. I've got two quickie-quick stories. Yep. Um, one is just a, a a study by the University of Utah... So they and I think this is interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it. They they took a look at the impact of abortion on boys. Um so they studied um boys and men who uh reported a pregnancy at the age of twenty or younger. Where and they then s- would have been the fathers. Where they would have been yes, where they would have been father and said, Okay, did you did your partner get an abortion or did or did she not? Um and so uh, Dr. Bethany Everett said that there have been studies that looked at women's use of abortion and its impact on their future socioeconomic status. However, no research has been done on the use of abortion in the future of men's socioeconomic study. Um,
0: so they basically said, okay, you said you're the father. Right. And your partner either had an abortion or, or had, had the, the baby. baby. Let's see how the guys are doing now. Yeah. And what do they find after that?
1: So um, they found about 10... So. Ten years after the either birth or abortion, only six percent of men whose partner had live births had graduated from college, and that's compared to twenty two percent of men uh, whose partner terminated
0: so almost four times of the abortion men yeah here's were, what I think
1: is more interesting yeah. though it didn't have any effect on the wages huh so whether or not you graduated college, you had a similar similar wage so i don't like i don't know what to do with that. St- I mean, not that there's anything. It's numbers. It is what it is. But I think it's really interesting that that people who graduated college didn't necessarily go on to like make more money. Right. I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter what happened to, no, the dude, to me. No, like, but it's
0: possible that if you had it, if the the woman had an abortion and the guys ended up going to college and graduating from college, they get whatever job they get. It is also possible that if they had a baby they realize, oh, shit, I need to make money, so I'm going to work extra hard to make exactly. whatever right. money, yeah. so it offsets in a certain way. Well, and
1: also, like, what this doesn't show me is how many hours are they working to work per, like, right, you know what right. I mean? Like, if you didn't graduate college and thereby you're working 60 hours a week to make as much or and more as somebody who graduated. I mean, it we really, don't know
0: necessarily what jobs they're doing either, because, yeah. again, if what type of relationship and background, home background, mm-hmm. do you have if you're one, getting pregnant in high school, um, or you have to make that decision because, mm-hmm. like, some, like, I would think more upper class, wealthier neighborhoods or whatever, mm-hmm. abortion is more of an option.
1: Oh, like, yeah. Like, and
0: you, and contraception is more well, available. And,
1: and even beyond that, if I'm, if I'm working class. Mm-hmm. I'm likely not going to have my parents' support. Like, if I got pregnant at right, right. 18, 19, 20, you, like, my parents would have kicked in for me. Right. So it would have been less important for me to... Like, I I guess what I'm saying is this There's is a lot an of interesting here. study. I don't know how to draw conclusions. <laughs> but it's... I don't know. It's interesting nonetheless. And finally, my last one. Our favorite group. Uh-huh. One million moms.
0: Yes. All one of them.
1: So have you seen the new Toy Story? Have you brought your human children? I
0: didn't know... I heard She's that it was like, Toy Story 4. Uh-huh. I did not know there was a 3.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay, so I I saw the f- I saw all first 3 in movie theaters over the span of like what 20 years or okay. whatever. Um I saw Toy Story 3 and cried so hard. I think I embarrassed myself. So and I've heard that Toy Story 4 is like more, like, as, if not more emotional. Like, literally, there's a scene in Toy Story 3 when all the toys are, like, accepting death and hold each other's hands. (laughs) I died inside. Anyway, so for that reason, I haven't seen Toy Story 4. I can't be allowed in public. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, One Million Moms, they decide they're going to boycott Toy Story 4, one of the, arguably, the most successful movie franchises (laughs) of all time. Um, because there is a background scene of a couple that is two interracial moms picking up their kids. So these characters, so a random
0: scene where two characters who don't even probably have names. They like, have no
1: names. They have no lines. They have no appearance <laughs> in the foreground. Um, I'm going to actually show you. There's a clip of seeing this this family. <laughs> That's the screen grab of it. You can
0: barely even see they them. They have to
1: circle it. So you They're can... not even in the center <laughs> of They're the image. They're not even fucking focused. Uh
0: huh.
1: Um, but one million moms said that it blindsides families. The subtlety of their inclusion is, and in it's mine, a cunning effort to desensitize women to the horrors of a child with two loving parents. That's this. Um, this article I read. So one this million quote,
0: moms, which is actually one mom, is mad at two moms. Uh huh. For appearing,
1: the scene was in included and intentionally not announced prior to the movie's release in hopes <laughs> that it would be kept quiet and expose as many Why? children as possible.
0: Why wasn't this scene with extras in the trailer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why didn't they give me a press release? Yeah,
0: about the scene that takes what two seconds.
1: I mean, if that obviously I haven't seen it, but I would like just. One million what do you moms think happens boycotted to all
0: one of the one million moms I'm sorry? when something of actual consequence So happens? they tried
1: to get a million, pe- you know, it's one million moms, so obviously a million moms would sign their petition. Guess how many signed?
0: How many signed the petition?
1: About 13,000, which is just 987,000 <laughs> signatures shy of a million. God. Like so fucking close, gals. You're doing your fucking best. Also, the movie has grossed $663 million worldwide. So, like, we all did our best, didn't we? (laughs) We're all doing what we can to make the world a better place. I've
0: reached out... a couple of times to Monica Cole to talk oh to her. She never writes. She will not. I've tried so hard.
1: Haven't, do you have any good news or anything good to talk um, about? Um, I
0: will say that, okay, so I've been working, you guys know this. I've been working on this podcast forever about the Pledge of Allegiance.
1: No, this podcast, our podcast, you are not. Not our podcast, podcast. I don't work that on this one.
0: Kidding. The the one I've been working on about the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> it's called Church State Separation. It's called the uh, the Supreme Court versus Church State Separation okay. is the name of the podcast. I'm like 99% done with it. It By the time we talk next week, hopefully the first thing I tell you will be it is now available.
1: And the second thing you'll say is donate to our Patreon. Right, because... that
0: too. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I finished it up, though, this week, and it's like I have all the audio files finally. Uh-huh. It's just a matter of getting it up there. So it's finally done. Congrats, that buddy. That is what I that's finished a, this That's
1: week. a big, so, big yay. undergoing. I'm very happy yes. for Thank you.
0: you. How about you?
1: Um, I read this dope book called Red, White, and Royal Blue, and I want to shout it from the rooftops. It is a liberal, like, wet dream. By who? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, (laughs) You look it up while I talk about it. It It's a gay romance novel about the first female president's son who falls in love with the equivalent of, like, the Prince Harry of England.
0: Casey McQuiston.
1: I read it in 24 hours. I it is
0: has good. a lot of good reviews.
1: It's great. I cannot recommend it more highly. I enjoyed the fuck out of reading it and I keep yelling at people that they need to read it. 10 out of 10 would recommend.
0: <laughs> All right. Um
1: <laughs> and Sweet. like and like the kid is ha- it's, it's such a like a liberals wet dream because like there's a trans character that like the main characters half like the main characters are half Mexican. It's the first female president. God, one they million. talk million about moms all. Is gonna hate oh, they're this. Gonna, they hate it so much. It's like this gay romance story. I'm obsessed with it. Might I read it again? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I don't have anything going on in my life right now. Also, I do want to thank listeners. Um, I, last week or last time we talked, I said please order shit at my Etsy Etsy shop because. I need money. I'm out of a job. And y'all came through in such a big way. I got so many custom orders, and I'm so grateful for all of you. And then my stupid dog got stupid sick, and so all of that Etsy money went to my stupid dog. But but, Dottie's going to be fine. Right, Dottie? Yay. She's asleep. Check if she's not. Is she dead?
0: Hopefully not. (laughs) Dottie. We'll talk to everyone next.
1: Okay, she's alive. Um, you can email us at friendly at gmail.com. You can po- follow me on Twitter at blueberry, B L U E B U R I E. You can follow Hemet at HemetMeta. Um, Patreon.com slash friendly podcast. If you want to kick in, we're going to do a meetup sometime this Soon. summer. and We'll, we'll figure, figure that out when I have a moment. <laughs> um, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. bye.